listening to Marty and the Bro. Politics, economics, philosophy, religion, psychology. Put them in a blender with racism and grab a tall glass. Because we, we had a discussion about wanting to, to mention people that we hope will listen to our show, right? Yeah. Some yeah. people from our past, some significant people in our lives. And I thought I would just ask you, can you think of somebody in advance? So if we talk about it on the show, you can name somebody. And you were like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, as I started thinking about it, I was like, I think this is stitching. You know what I mean? Like, I was up, really, because uh, I have a homie named, uh, see, I even think about his name. Like, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so the homie, man, I, I want to talk about him, but. Well, let's I feel think, like just think about a teacher that you had, like uh, one of the teachers in your school and your time in school that actually was able to value you a little bit, give you the, the right attention that made a difference for you. Do you mm-hmm. have a teacher like that that you could mention? And if you mentioned her name, you would be snitching on a good teacher? Maybe. That maybe passed away? Probably. You know, possibly. You know, it, 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 context matters is what I'm saying, you know? And, yeah. and and what we're talking about, what's being divulged, like, you know, and what I mean is like, yeah, imagine, especially if we're talking about unsavory acts or or um or events in so life that's happened. Exactly. If I dropped if, if I dropped a name even surrounding these things, let's say they weren't even involved, right? You know what I'm saying? That's okay. you know, like that could I could see how that would be like say spam, what the hell are you doing out here? Like, you know what I mean? Don't even uh, mention okay. my name near that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like looking at it. And like I said, there's, you know, and black people, you know, we're real highly, you know, your name, we barely, we already black. I don't know what to say. You know what I'm saying? We barely, you know, uh, already got a strike against us for that. You know what I mean? So somebody, you know, yeah. some rumors on some, on a black, on a black person's name, it's, it's, most people are like, oh, it's probably true. You know? So, you know, you want to be as, as exactly as careful as possible as you know with you know slandering somebody especially in the community you know what i mean yeah. so because <laughs> so i'm like you're, you're trying to give credit to some teacher that or whatever whoever it is in your life somebody that helped you out yeah. along the way just trying to give them credit and you're like ah, i don't know about that because <laughs> things can happen in my neighborhood <laughs> yeah no dead ass that's yeah that's that's exactly what it is I, i'm nervous about yeah i'm like man I don't know. Like, it's not even necessarily the teacher aspect. Like, if there was a, you know, that would probably be okay, right? You know, but you know, okay. Well, there's other situations. That. Exactly, other situations. I, I just have I to be, be careful. Let's put it like that. Is what I'm saying. Okay. All right. Well, you yeah. be careful. I hopefully don't have to be as careful. But yeah. uh, the the people I would hope listen to this show would be um, some of the people from my ultimate team. Okay. And I've played on a lot of ultimate teams over the years, but the guys I think about are. Uh, uh, the team is called sick because, uh, you know, because they were oh. so good. We're sick. We're <laughs> old. So we're sick. And because this is a team. Of, oh, so it's a triple entendre. Oh, see, I, on the team is over 50. See, I didn't even peep the science. See, I didn't even, I didn't even peep the science. I see what you did there. I see, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so that's the team name is sick. And, um, and the guys on sick, you know, they're all white. Uh, we may have had like. You all look guys. sick. <laughs> We all, well, look sick. Well, not that we look sick. I mean, these yeah. these guys are unhealthy. They're in shape. Yeah. Uh, we play ultimate frisbee. It's a very active yeah. sport, as you know. You all play and, sick. Um, we we play sick. I don't know. I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't pick the name, but whatever. That's the name. I've been on the team for like a yeah. decade, and the guys on the team they're all white. You know, we may have had a guest player one time that might have been a third puerto rican or something i don't know <laughs> but they're basically all white yeah and but they're in my class you know they're like, they're like from my side of the tracks whatever exactly and, exactly and this this conversation that i the conversation i have with you we're crossing tracks back and forth right yeah and i think the guys in this category like uh like guy named newt uh yeah. rob captain rob and uh Rick, Tom, just Max. I mean, all these guys on the team. There, there's another, yeah. you know, fifteen I didn't mention, but they live lives that probably don't have much reason to interact with with black people. Just, just their day to day. They don't. I don't know. Maybe they have some a black friend. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't really count, right? But, you know. Yeah, it doesn't really count. But but they're not. I mean, we're, we're not. I'm not maligning them at all. I, yeah. I just hope that they watch the show because I think that that these are the kind of people that 
I'd like to give some insights into your world yeah. through through me. So that's all I'm saying. Like, I hope these guys uh, watch the show, and I think some of them will. For sure. But, but anyway, so that I just snitched on my guys. You did. Sorry, you 100% did that. Yeah. But well, so I'm explaining why that would be snitching, right? Because you also just you kind of uh, um 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 you know expose the fact that they ain't got you know they, they don't have they're not very cultured, right? You know what I'm saying? And they could well, in, possibly in this, in this possibly in this way. specific way. I agree. But like I said, you know, if if by any chance they were to feel slighted by that, you know, you get what I mean? Like that, and that's kind of what I'm looking at on my end, where it's like, all right, I don't know if I want yeah. problems with this dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I love my boy. I, uh, you know, he don't play. Well, <laughs> you know? Potentially risking uh, getting kicked off the team. So like, see, yeah, right. Uh, well, hope thing, don't don't kick don't kick him off the team, y'all. Come on, you know what I mean? <laughs> don't, kick, don't kick him. This is all he has, all you right. know. All right. <laughs> Well, let, let's get started. You want to do? We're doing uh, today. We're doing episode two, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't want me here. Is the subtitle for episode two? Yeah, they I, don't want me here. And let's do it. this this was, um, you know, this is a big subject about people living in in uh, in neighborhoods, uh, mixing mixing the races in neighborhoods. And on your Black Sheep Theory channel, you did one of your videos called you called it the unassuming neighbor, and do you want to just recap that real quick? Um, yeah, yeah, man. So uh, the unassuming neighbor. Um, I guess I I watched a video by uh, an African diaspora news channel, which is ran by a uh, host of uh, Philip Scott. Uh, shout out Philip Scott. He's 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 dope, man. He's uh, from Houston, where I, where I grew up. I don't know him personally. But, you know, I, you know, it's one of those, you know, I know him way better than he knows me type thing. Right. He never, we sure, never talked sure. ever. I watched him on YouTube. You know what I mean? I've, um, in Houston, I've actually, um, 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 ran across him before too. Right. You know, but what, you know, I'm not the guy's, but yo, Phil, you know, it wasn't really, you know, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I didn't want to run up on him like that. It just wasn't, you know, but, uh, so yeah, so I'm, you know, I, I watching that channel, um, there was this, uh, story that came up about, um, there was a, a um, black family who had moved into a white neighborhood and just so happened in this white neighborhood, uh, um, a man had uh, came in and if I'm not mistaken, he threatened the um, grandmother or um, I think it was a, a, a... He threw a barbell through the front window. That's what it and was. Then, and then, yeah, he threw a barbell through the front, front window, broke it, crashed it down. And then he had a shotgun or something like that. Yeah. And he put, yeah, he threatened them with the shotgun. Yeah. 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 So, so it was just, a, it was a really... Really ridiculous, and this was in 2019, right? This was 2019 that yeah, this happened, yeah, like like mid 2019. And and um, when I saw the story, it was just it instantly disgusted me, and um, it, it hit real close to home. Being a young black man myself, you know what I mean? Um, they they were uh, they had a uh, threatened the young man, you know, telling him and his friend, "We don't want you here." And um, instantly they so in the uh in this reporting that they were doing, I, I noticed that they had um interviewed a neighbor, the neighbor lady, to ask her what happened. And there was just red flags everywhere with this white woman. And I had to, it just hit me so hard. I was like, see, this lady here is the real problem. This is the problem. Nobody ever wants to acknowledge or everybody acts like this isn't the real problem here. Well, I'm going to call this yeah. out. And that's kind of where the crux of the unassuming neighbor came in. Yeah. And I also like to argue that that was Karen. I dropped a Karen video before Karen's became a thing, right? You know, it was right before the whole, you know, Floyd incident and stuff. And I, you know, it was, yeah. it's very indicative of that Karen behavior, right? You know, but it's really subtle. I mean, super yeah, subtle. Yeah, yeah, it's nuanced, very nuanced. Yeah. She's not chasing anybody around. Yeah, well, the thing, when I watched the video and I thought it was one of your, your better better videos, we'll, we'll we'll put that on the dope shit page. Definitely. Martyandthebro.com. Martyandthebro.com. Yeah. We've got a dope shit page where every week we drop three different videos from uh marty's collection and we're gonna if we put them there we really hope you see them because that's that's good content there's a lot of good content on youtube and we want to curate it for you and Mm -hmm. present you with some of the best stuff so um but the thing that when i watched it the thing that really stood out to me was when you said if it had just been the grandmother the 62 year old grandmother moving into the neighborhood there wouldn't have been probably maybe there wouldn't have been problems but it was that seventeen-year-old grandson, yeah, that created this this element in the neighbor's mind. Some, you know, that got their racism really perked work, up. You know? Yeah, yeah, perked up. Exactly. Enough to throw a barbell through the window and come in with a gun. And I, I don't know exactly what he said. The guy got arrested. I don't know 
you know, this was 2019 and we haven't followed up on that, but exactly. I, I don't, I don't know the rest of the story. I'd be curious to see how long he was in jail or not in jail. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but, but that was the thing where you're like, and you said, I can relate to that. Cause I was a 17 year old kid and I've, I know that there's this, there's this di- direct, indirect uh, pressure coming from the environment that says, we don't want you here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't want that boy there, and and that was that's that's really one of the things I noticed. Like we um, well, like like you said, we'll put the video up, and um, and you, you can go through it, and I kind of break down, you know, point by point her mannerisms and the way she was behaving towards the uh the interview uh the the news station and where they messed up too, in my opinion, right? But yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And the broad the broader point, what I noticed was, you know, um, in my in my honest opinion, like if you notice, and long story short, what what. What really struck me about the whole incident was this news station came in and, and interviewed this lady and she kind of and she gave a very ambiguous like it was kind of like she was talking about, oh, these people came in and were a problem, but she didn't spe- specify who came in and was who was a problem. You know what I mean? It was real. Yeah. A lot of room left for interpretation in her ex- ex- exp- explanation of who was the problem, who started the problems, who was the issue, you know, and and yeah. a lot of a lot of attention paid to a young black kid who kind of was just the extra really like he's the victim and there was a lot more attention paid to his part of the story than i felt was deserved you know because like you know he didn't yeah. inflict any violence right and that was that yeah. was what really you know perked my ears up big time right and like i think um another big key element to me was she was talking about what the young boy had posted on facebook now that was like red flag or numer- the biggest red flag for me i was like okay so you're telling me this white woman saw what this yeah this what the neighbor a neighbor a lady who yeah not related not friends with this young black kid you know what i mean like with his circle of friends somehow saw what this young black man posted on facebook she is keyed in on this story she's keyed in on this kid you know what i'm saying like she's she's watching you know what i mean they're watching that's there's no other i you know how do you even how do you do that? You know what I mean? How do you figure that out? Right, right, right. She, she, right. you know, when they moved in, she wanted to know his name, the, the family's name. They figured they, they, they researched this kid and they didn't want, you know, and that's, that's what my opinion, right? You know, I, I don't have proof of that, but you know, and judging no, there by, was, there was something more going on. Yeah. There's definitely, they, they, they had a lot more information than I was just like, and listening to the story, I was just like, wait, whoa, 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 this is getting wild. And, um, I grew up like that. I grew up, you know, and, um, uh, this is, um, pertains to, um, and in, in Houston, there's a big, uh, there is a, I think I've explained this before. Um, when it came to de- desegregating the school system, that didn't really take place, especially in the South or in America, till the 1980s, right? Um, and in fact, um, the federal government um, forced the first place forced to desegregate schools was was Houston, the federal government in the 80s, right? Um, uh, yeah, it was uh, it, the laws had been changed. I think it was in the 60s with the civil rights movement. You know, the laws had been changed back then, but there was no mandate. They didn't. They just changed the laws, and just everything just kept being the way it was, right? And then, then they finally yeah. went in. Was actually like, okay, look, y'all have to actually Judges desegregate. Orders and stuff. Exactly. That yeah. didn't come until the 80s, right? You know what I mean? Um, and and um, and the first place that was forced, you know, film. And that is, and that's when, uh, just for for the record, that's when I was in school. Really, uh, I grad. I, well, I graduated in eighty three, so I graduated in eighty three. So we're, we're talking early eighties. So, uh, and I went to a mostly white school, definitely mostly white high school, Robert E. Lee, um, in, in Houston. Because both uh, Marty and I grew up in Houston, didn't know each other uh, at that time. Obviously, yeah, grew up in different different uh, eras. <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're talking about the eighties, though. That's me. I'm I'm a I'm an eighties kid. Really? Oh, so that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's when this all. In my opinion, that's you know, there was a lot more that goes into it. You know, from that era, right? So, like something I didn't realize till researching later. Like, especially so growing up in Houston, as you did, you know, Houston didn't was the first place to force desegregate, and um, there is a. They didn't want to. Long story short, white people did not want to desegregate. You know what I mean? They were not happy about it. HISD wasn't happy about it. No Spring ISD. None of the school districts and other white people wanted this to happen at all, right? You know what I mean? They were fighting it big time. The schools, the, the superintendents, and there's video documented on YouTube you can watch, right? There's actually a specific uh, ABC 13. Um, it's a video called Teenage Boozers and Users from 1981. Um, it's fascinating. It's like only like the first 15 minutes you can watch it. You watch old commercials and Marvin Zindler. 
He is a <laughs> so he, yeah. he is he's a he's a he's an icon and a treasure and you know yeah, you, yeah. if you don't watch it for that you watch it just to check out his segment alone right you know but uh right right, right. Our, rest in peace Marv man you know but uh yeah man uh, it was um it you just tell it was a time when nobody wanted this right nobody in the in the community at least in the white community wanted this at all and when it did happen right I, my um, in my honest opinion like i i felt the the repercussions of that cuz i grew up in the 90s right so they forced its desegregation in the 80s and i grew up in the 90s so at this point racism isn't solved you know what i mean so it's you know there are still these no, people with these animosities you know so right the, the the thing that kind of comes to my mind is that here there's some some actions, some policies that are trying to solve a very real problem in America. And parents and just white people in general are like coming up with any excuse they can find to say, no, no, we don't want this. And so all those white parents are thinking of any reason at all that they can object to integrating the schools. And it's just it just perpetuates the problem and we never get to solve it because people can't face their own internal racism, whether it's subconscious or conscious. They just don't want to they don't want to face up to it because of their 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 internal fears and the, everything that they've been conditioned to yeah. believe up to that point. Yeah. And or or they believe it. You know what I mean? They agree. They with, <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's I, I really think it's they believe it and they agree. I, I you know, growing up in Houston, especially on the southwest side, like. When I what I didn't realize was um, you don't understand the the discrimination you face when, while you're in it. It's not until you get out and you can look and and look back at it and be like, oh, that wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's not how things are just normally are everywhere. You know, it wasn't until like moving, like for example, there's so many little things I didn't realize were you know just racism until I moved to Austin, out you know got away from Houston, seeing how police you know operated differently here than in Houston in certain ways. Like I, I told you a story. Um, Right before I moved here, about two months before I moved out here, man, I was living um, right behind NRG Stadium, and I never told you about this part of it. It was so weird, but this is back when, right after we had um, fought for um, HDR 146, right after, right around that time, right. Um, and for for reference, HDR, well, HDR 146 was just trying to get money out of politics, right. So right around that yeah. time, we had, um, I was living um, in these apartment complexes right behind that stadium, and um, it was. Not the best of neighborhoods, I guess you could say. It was just, you know, predominantly black neighborhood, you know, and uh, there's a lot of police. It was a and, very and heavy. By the way, by the way, about 25 years earlier, yeah. I lived in that same neighborhood too. Really? <laughs> it could have been the same street, but it was 25 years prior, a generation and a half prior. That's I lived crazy. On that. I lived right there too. I had an apartment, I had a roommate, in fact, a black roommate. I had a black roommate and I lived on that street, but he was just, he was a guy that, uh, that I worked with at Farrell's ice cream parlor in the Galleria. I don't know if you're old enough to remember Farrell's ice cream parlor, but it was right no, on the same floor. Know. It's the same floor as the ice rink. Okay. And it was Farrell's ice cream parlor. His name was Norman Pfeiffer. I'm going <laughs> to snitch on Norman Pfeiffer. Norman Pfeiffer, where are you? I would love to. I would love for Norman Pfeiffer to watch this show. That you remember was, his last name? That's crazy. Yeah, Pfeiffer. I think it was Norman Pfeiffer, for sure. Yeah, but he was he was we he and I were roommates because we were both needed a place to stay. And uh we, we got an apartment there and for, probably for only maybe six months or less than a year, probably. And then we went our separate ways. But anyway, it was I live in your neighborhood, so I, I know that neighborhood, but 25 years earlier, it wasn't considered to be the black neighborhood. I guess maybe I had a black roommate, but I don't know. It just wasn't an issue to, in my mind. That's crazy. But yeah, no, it's definitely I'm, I'm weird like that. They call man the the there's a Papados across the freeway right there, right? You know what they call it, right? That Papados across the freeway? No, what they call it? They call it niggados. Cause that's where all the black people go. Oh. <laughs> True story, yeah. I worked there for who, three months. Who calls it that? Who calls it that? Everybody, what's your <laughs> Everybody calls it nigga does, you know, you don't cut because, you know, Papa does is Papa does, but nigga does, you know, that's the one off that's 610. One, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. You know, that's that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I'm telling you, it's black area. It's black, <laughs> you know, everybody worked there. Like I said, I worked there for three months, man. And it was definitely nothing but black. I think there was like two white people that worked there. All the people that died there were black. You know, it was definitely nigga oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It was okay. cool. 
I didn't. Oh, I'm lying. Fuck the the organization. Fuck Papa Do's as a as a as a artist, as a crew, and as a motherfucking record label. You know what I mean? Like, no, but it's it was ridiculous. It was <laughs> that was anyway. Okay, yeah. where were we? We were talking about that neighborhood because you were saying you had an incident. Okay, that in that yeah. So long story short, on the incident, I got stopped by the police, and this was you know you get stopped every you know all the time. But at this moment, I you know it uh, left my paranoia. I don't get stopped all the time. <laughs> but you listen to this. I was thinking about okay. this the other day. You and I hang out here and there, right? We don't hang out every day because we live in different states no, right now. Yeah. But 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 I have been stopped by the police, I think three times like in the last 25 years. All three times you and I were in the car. That's crazy. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. all three times. <laughs> I know. I know. But there have been no other times that I've been stopped by the police in the last really? two decades. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. So I don't even like leaving the house, but whatever. That's yeah. It's straight up. Like, I remember so, the first time. I remember the first time we were in the car uh, and we got stopped, and you yeah. were like, "I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Dude. I'm so sorry. I'm going to jail. I know I'm going to jail." And I'm like, "Why? Why would you think you're going to jail? We, we're just driving on this road. We were in uh, in Pedernales County, I think." And I'm trying to remember. That's I remember one of the times at least. I remember we were, I we were at the time we went to the park. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I, I, I was going to jail. I mean, why are we stop? Why is he stopping us? You know what I mean? I know. He's going, I know. I was like, I'm going to jail. Anyway, <laughs> I know. And but, but what was interesting about it was was your reaction versus my reaction. Yeah. Your reaction was informed by your experience. Yeah. My reaction to the cop stopping was informed by my experience, and I was like, okay, let's see what he's going to say. And you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I'm really sorry. We're going to jail. I'm going to jail. I'm like, why would you be going to jail? Just because every time, like you, you were saying uh, yeah. that you've, you've been to jail, like how many total times for, uh, for the, for ridiculousness. I, I, I'm not even not trying to be like, Oh, too many times to count, but it's hard to remember. Like I told you, I've been arrested for sure. Four times on that moped here in Austin. Right. Um, yeah. um, in Houston, it was just, Every other, I don't, I, I would just, you know, it was all the time. I don't, definitely double digits, you know, like 16, maybe, you know, being, you know, oh, trying to be honest, you know, just, you know, picked up and uh, overnight three day stay, you know, cause you know, you're not supposed, I'm not supposed to be driving or something, you know, like I'm trying to get, you know, to and from work, you know, just always something, you know what yeah. I'm saying? There's always something. And like, that's what happened. It's literally like uh, getting back to the story real quick. I, these, yeah, like, get back to the right. story here. So you got stopped by the cops in your neighborhood. I get stopped. Yeah. I get stopped by the cops. This, this, this in the manner in which they stopped me. Right. So I'm walking down the street. Walking? Yeah. Walking down the street because remember i don't you know i don't i can't driving. not driving walking down the street walking to the corner store and um just get some cigars you know what I'm saying they stopped me matter of fact they should have stopped me earlier they would have caught me with some weed or something on me you know <laughs> just so happy yeah, you know, they had been a little sooner out they would have got me right but uh you know i'm walking to go get some cigars you know i was like all right i, I ran out of cigars about was thinking about get some beers too right so i was walking uh walking to the uh corner store and they just roll up on me they kind of pull up you know when they when they stop you know they pull up on the on the on the sidewalk, right, and stop me, you know, kind of, you know, stop me from keep walking, right, and then they jump out and they, you know, they they hands up freeze right there, so I stop and I put my hands up and they put put your hands on the um, um hood. Now this was a little more aggressive than I'm normally used to, but not more aggressive than I've done than, than that's happened. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah, yeah. so like I've okay. been they stopped me I've been stopped like this before by HPD, but it's been a while. Let's put it like that. So I'm like so in my head I'm thinking like okay maybe. Something happened around here or something, and they, you know, I'm, you know, some somebody pulled some, you know, robbery or something around here. Okay, bet, fine, you know. So, so I get up there, I'm, yeah. you know, hands up, you know, they start patting me down, right? You know, they pat pat me down, they're not telling me anything. And mind you, I'm not one of those like, why are you stopping me? What is this for? What is this? I'm just, I'm not even saying nothing. I'm just there. I had headphones in, you know what I mean? Um, the headphones they knocked headphones out by this point. And I'm not saying anything to them because I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm. You don't say the best thing to do is shut the hell up. You know what I mean? Because you know, they they have all power in that situation. You know, I'm just trying to make right, it right? right. You know what I'm saying? Cussing yeah. mouse is gonna get uh, me are beat there up. Two cops? Are they are they both white? Yeah. So there uh there were there's there's more than two. There's like three cars. There was like three cars. And, and a situation oh, like that, yeah, it, it gets hard to just and you know in all honesty, it, it's it's such a it's a very harrowing like you're, I'm you know it's yeah, hard to you're, you're I'm not counting cops. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm just focused yeah. on, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, you know, I remember being three cars, you know what I mean? First, the first one came in and, you know, you kind of, it's very, I'm very tunnel vision, if that makes sense. And, you know, it's as you're looking around, you can situation. see, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, but so what, where it starts getting really um, intense is they were like, okay, take your shirt off. Literally, I just, they asked to take my shirt off. I was like, oh shit, okay. So I took my shirt off and um, they start taking pictures of uh, my tattoos, right? And then they start commenting on them. They're like, oh yeah, because I have a tree on my arm. It's the tree of, literally it says the prodigal son. It's the tree of knowledge, of, uh, it's tree of knowledge from the Bible. And it has a scripture, Luke 15 through 11, uh, 11 through 32, which is the prodigal son scripture. If, if you know anything about it, it's just quick story on it. It's where they get that saying, I was once lost, now I'm found in the in the, I guess that's the Star Spangled Banner, whatever the hell that song is, whatever. Well, you know, that's where they we get that saying from. Whatever the song, whatever I don't I don't care about your oh, yeah. American yeah, you know yeah. propaganda, you know, <laughs> whatever yeah whatever propagandist propagandistic hymn it is, you know that I was once blind and lost now I'm found. That's where that comes from. It is Osei you whatever. Okay, now I'm thinking, all right, whatever. So that part comes from the Bible. That's that that hill on, on the prodigal son, where it's uh, Jesus told a parable where he got um where um. Uh, God basically, you know, all lost children get, you know, um, God, if you're, if you're a lost child, you, you know what I'm saying? You can be found through Christ and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, I'm, I love the idea of the, you know, the symbolism of it. So that's why I got it tatted on my arm. Right. You know, and I have the tree of knowledge with Satan on the tree. It's literally all it is, right. The scripture on and everything. They see it. They're like, Oh, treetop Pyru, right. Bet. We know. Yeah. We know all about you. What? They, they, okay. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a gang. It's a gang. Uh, uh so Pyru, treetop Pyru. I, I don't really, uh, it's, it's, it's a blood gang, whatever. Careful. Careful. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not, you can Wikipedia this. I'm, you know, the internet now, yeah. If you wonder what a treetop pyru is, you can Google it, you know what I'm saying, at these okay. days, right? Yeah, so but- Treetop uh, pyru is a, is a gang in Houston. More than just Houston, yeah, but more, it's a gang. More, okay, yeah. it's a network. Okay. Yeah, yeah, big big gang, right? You know what I mean? And um, and they're like, yeah, we know exactly who you are. We know all about you. Mind you, I even when I did bang, it was, you know, say I was on the blue side, son. So, I'm, you know, I'm just listening to him spew his bullshit. Like, and I'm just like, this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like, I'm listening to him. I'm not saying nothing because I'm like, all right, bro. You know, like, that's all I, actually, I think that's what I said. I'm just kind of, I just want to go to the store. I'm trying to get high. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they, you know, they hem me up and, you know, I'm dealing with all this shit. They ask me questions. They're like, you have anything on you? Um, matter of fact, they caught me coming back from the store. I had cigars on me. So they were like, where's the weed? Where's this? Where's that? I was just like, I don't have nothing, bro. You know, I was like, why you have these cigars? Like, I like, I smoke cigars. You know, they're like, you just smoke yeah. cigars. I cut them open. Now, yeah, no, I'm smoking just like that. A router. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, right. You know what I mean? It's it's so, but <laughs> those real quick, real quick. <laughs> I had asked Marty to help me uh, return a router at, at a house that I sold. And uh, he was like, all right, I'll, I just want him to get the router, take it to FedEx. Is it get the router, take the FedEx because I'm in a different state yeah. these days. And he was like, he's like, I don't know, man, that could be, <laughs> that could be trouble. I was like, why would that be trouble? If I get stopped, they're going to be like, where are you going? Like, I'm going to going to FedEx with this router. Oh, you say you got a router. <laughs> so that's been a little inside joke. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so you got, um, you got some cigars with you. In this case, it's not a router, but they're yeah. like cigars, huh? Uh, exactly. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to smoke them. That's what, obviously, that's why I bought them, you know? So it's not illegal. They sell them at the store, you know what I'm saying? So they're, like, they're literally, you know, just harassing me and stuff. And that was actually the moment for me where I was just I can't do this anymore in Houston. It was just like, because like I said, they just stuck and ran down on me and it got got me real paranoid because remember at this time this is when you know i was going to boris L. starting to spiral i was you know i just you know i tried we i had just gotten you know i had been going to boris miles office every other day i started getting a little paranoid about i was like why would they stop me like this randomly like that i remember we just tried to we just tried to fight for you know um um you know try to get money out of politics so i was you know what i'm saying i'm like <laughs> And Boris Miles, for anybody, he was the representative of that district. Is. Is. Marty's district. He was what? Is. He He is. He still is the representative. State state representative at the state capitol in Texas, not the national capitol. He's a state representative, Boris Miles. And uh, Marty was going into his office and talking to him about this bill. And yeah, so you're you're thinking he sent his people? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm paranoid, right? I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm like, this is all, all around the same time, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I'm freaking out, you know. I'm like, I can't do this Houston shit anymore. The police keep harassing me. It might be this guy, you know what I mean? Like, cause you know, I'm yeah. 
I'm trying to fight to get, you know, I'm, I'm on team. Like I started thinking like, man, screw this dude, man. Like he's in the district. I started noticing cause he, he owned the whole block, like where his office is, his office building. He owns that building yeah. and the entire block that that building's in the whole, like his, that's all, I don't know. It's corrupt. That's yeah. You don't, you know, you, you don't get something like that without, you know, making some deals. You know what I mean? Yeah. In my I opinion. I don't want you sidetracked with Boris yeah. because I don't want him coming after me, sending his <laughs> thugs after me too. But what was the, so to go back to the story. So what happened? Yeah. So, so long story short, they, they, they hit me up. I didn't have anything on me, so they can't really, you know, they, they don't, they don't arrest me that day. You know what I mean? They just, they just hold me up. I think I was um, in the cop car about an hour. Ran my, you know, ran my, um, um, my, uh, everything. ran everything. You know, I didn't have anything on me at the time. They noticed that, I, you know, they, they, they just kept asking me questions. So I have a record. So they wanted to ask me all kinds of questions, ask me where I lived, all these. It was just, it was just harassing me for the whole time. And, you know, if any, everybody knows you just don't talk to police. You just don't talk to them. That's, you know, the less information you give them, the, the, the less they have to go on. Like everything you tell them, they can and will use. I mean, literally can and will use against you, right? You know what I mean? So if there's no information you can give them, that will help you. Not one bit of information, yeah. you know? I, I only told them as much to not get my ass whooped. That's literally, like, you know what I mean? Like, I told, I, I talked enough for them not to be annoyed thinking I was, you know, bullshitting and they, you know, they had the, you know, they took me to some back alley. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's where I was just like, you know, like they, you know, I'm, they already going, they already about to search me. You know, I'll tell them my name, I'll give them my ID. I'll, you know, I'll keep it cordial there, but you know, I'm not, you know, we're not having conversations out here. You know what I mean? So that was, yeah. and it was, it was just terrible, man. Like I said, it was, and that's, that's not like that's, uh, that particular incident was kind of unique in so far as that I was walking down the street and they pulled up on th- with three cop cars. It doesn't happen every day, but like, like Did I was telling you. Did they offer you any explanation? No, no. They don't, they don't. So they, in the end, in the end, they were like, okay, you can go. Yeah, yeah. They, cigars. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were just like, all right, yeah, you can get out of here, you know, and that's and that's how they ended. There's no like apologies. There's never any of that. They don't, yeah, never that, yeah. never, no, yeah. it will never happen. You yeah. know, um, ah, man, and that's just one of the dozens of times that you have been yeah. detained. Exactly. I'm not even special. It's not even like I was at at this time. I wasn't even thugging. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was running the streets at this time. You know what I mean? There was times in my life where that was the case. You know, this I'm just I'm just a guy working at a restaurant, you know, going to go, you know, cop a few guards to smoke some weed at his house. You know what I mean? Like that was all I I was just a regular ass working, you know, I mean, contributing society ass dude. You know what I mean? At this time. And they were like, you know, and and so, you know, there's people up to something. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I was, just, I was just walking on the street. I literally, you know, but yeah, that's just like, well, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, I kind of wanted to get into a little bit of that discussion we had. Uh, we'd started one time about living in neighborhoods and mm. how like for, in your mind, the way the neighborhoods are sort of naturally segregated makes a lot of sense. And so it's, and, and you've also said a couple of things around neighborhoods and whites and blacks living together and stuff. Uh, yeah, I I've been thinking about this know, for a while. Just, just real real quick, picking up on that on the video that we talked about at the beginning of the show about the unassuming neighbor. Part of that video, you were like, "I will tell, I will tell people from my community, do not move into a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I would do not move into a white neighborhood. Uh, it's just not worth it, or something. It's just not. Yeah. What was it? They don't want us there. Okay. They 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 don't want they don't white people don't want us in their neighborhoods and we shouldn't even want to be in them to be honest with you we should let them like oh, so this is going to get you know just being all right so let's just be as objective and honest as possible right you know what i mean there are right. differences in people right there, we just got differences right you know what i'm saying in cultural sure. i mean right and white people and yeah. black people for example you know my favorite one is golf clothes right you know what i'm saying i find it offensive i find it offensive to see white men in golf clothes like those like short short pink shorts and like but i it gives me hives like i'm like ah you know like i don't like it i hate it I I literally I you know what I mean like I find it offensive like it, it's tre- it it treads on my personal liberties I feel maybe I'm yeah. wrong right you know what I mean I'm just like I shouldn't have to see that it makes you angry it I, I hate it I hate it it's 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 terrible it looks terrible everything about it the 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 symbology I can go on all day about white people and their goddamn golf outfits bro I hate it right you know what I'm saying yeah how yeah. how you know that's a cultural difference than black people like I. Yeah. Love the way black people dress versus, right? You know what I mean? That's that's just a difference of culture, you know, just because of, now it's nothing to do with race, per, you know, per se. It has to do with culture, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just, sure. it's just what it is, right? Those are differences that are real, you know what I'm saying? I think where, where 
it seems like we do nowadays that they didn't do like in, even in the 60s was pretend like these differences don't exist, right? You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with being different. You know what I mean? Like we can be different together if that makes sense. We can work together and still, you know, it's like it's like saying like, um, um, for me, I think of it like, you know, we can all live in a community and I have my own separate house and family, right? You know what I mean? You don't have to, I don't have to share my literal house and wife with you, you know what I'm saying? For us to all be in a community, it doesn't, you know, and I think of it the same way as like, if, if white people want to have like, you know, and, and naturally think about it, white people would marry more white people and their family would be white and the community up and around white people would be white. That makes the most sense. Just the same thing with black people. That's kind of, you know, that makes the most sense and it, it, it makes natural sense. You don't see penguins, you know, and, and seals hanging out all the time right you know what i'm saying that's because they you know they they you're in your community right so a naturally predominantly white neighborhood and naturally predominantly black neighborhood i think would occur naturally right it's an organic uh outcome of just people living uh, of people just living yeah. now yeah so now complicate that where, a little bit so where where yeah where do we go wrong Right. So, well, to complicate that is the city life. Right. You know, saying like like we we have we have decided, OK, we have the central hub area where this is where we conduct commerce and all like we this is this is where all these these disparate groups go, come to be together. Right. And in this area is where you find more of the meshing. Right. The more of the you know, blacks and whites getting together because, you know, you you're out of that community element. You're over here and actually mingling with the whites and blacks. And mingling with, so in a, in a in a city element, you wouldn't you would see a natural more mixed predominantly area right you know does that make sense you know so yeah so, yeah, yeah and, and if you look at america i think i think you can see that if you look at america and and you know at in rural areas you'll see you know a full black community rule and you know say white communities and, and things like that and in the city you'll find a lot more mixed you know inter, you know cities have a lot more mixed gender you know you know people right you know mixed um, um race there's, there's and more stuff. opportunities for mixing but but we we do an excellent job of of when it comes to living of keeping things segregated part Still. of it's because of that organic factor and then part of it's because of yeah i think i think we just focus on factors. yeah we focus on the wrong thing as far as it goes as you know we think about okay we should desegregate and that's not actually what i think the the real problem is right you know saying it's the it's the um um it's lack of opportunity right you know what i mean because if like I said, naturally, white people would be around more white people. The problem with 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 my community isn't that. Oh no, you know, saying they're not. Um, look, we can't be with white people. That's why we're we're not doing good over here. That was never the issue in the black community. The issue is like, okay, look, you know, um, we just we need. We move into a white neighborhood and we get a and we can't barbell thrown our, through our window. Exactly. We you know we 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 you know whatever community we we don't own the community we move into. We don't I don't have the opportunity to even purchase anything in this community because of all the, you know, the historical racism, the redlining, you know what I mean? So it's not like this is my community. This isn't my community either, right? You know saying there are people with, you know, like that that have control of this community. I just live here, right? You know what I'm saying? So the police, you know, so that's what and that's what the black community is, right? The police come through and are policing these white people's property that we just happen to live in. You know what I mean? That's what that's what happens, right? You know what I'm saying? And 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 so it's not like yeah, we have the, the building owners of the apartments that yeah. you're living in. Yeah. Every the infrastructure you're surrounded by is all white. It's all white, and that and that's where the problem comes in, right? It's the it's the lack of you know uh, the lack of of actual community ownership by black people. Because if that was the case, right, there would you would just naturally see a black community, kind of like uh um, like we say Tulsa, Oklahoma, with the Black Wall Street when they were doing really successful in their own little side, right? Just black people chilling over there, being black people. You know what I mean? Had yeah, you know, I think um. If you have anybody look up Black Wall Street, it's a crazy, crazy true story. You know what I mean? And and most people, black people, most people watch this probably know with the internet age now, right? But um, yeah, that's what. And that that was yeah, that was uh, was it? It was known as Black Wall Street. Yeah, Black Wall Street. I think it was in yeah. Tulsa. Tulsa massacre. It yeah. Was early early nineteen hundreds or something. I forget the the year, but I can't remember uh, either. Yeah, but but uh, they they burned uh like. 13 city blocks worth of uh, black businesses and black housing. And I mean, it was just, it was a community that was where everybody was black and doing mm -hmm. well. And the whites would, they would set the houses on fire and then shoot the occupants as they exited the, the, the burning houses. And hundreds of uh, black citizens were killed during the Tulsa massacre. And that was one of just one of several 
massacres that almost at that scale that have taken place in U.S. history yeah. that a lot of people don't know a lot about. Exactly. Yeah, man. Like in even like in here in Texas, Baytown, there was uh, the same, same similar incident happened in Baytown area um, back in the day. Like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of places that, 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 you know, black people started to build up their own. White people were like, nah, fuck that. Y'all can't have your own and, and, and came and took it. You know what I mean? Like the, the land, everything. Right. And that's where really the problem is. Like, like I said, we're, you know, we need to like, and you're saying white people can't handle it. Yeah, exactly. Can't, can't handle it at all. You know what I mean? And, and well, really, like I said, really what it is, is just, it's, it's a, you know, I think we all know it's a fear. Like I, I was thinking about it today earlier, actually. I think, you know, truly when you think about it, you know, I, I was watching, I watched a lot of, you know, politics and stuff. And I think we tell ourselves these lies about racists and white people and thinking like we like white supremacy, right? You know, I think we lie to ourselves about what is taught in white supremacy, right? And what I mean by that is um, I don't think white people do think that they're the superior race, but I don't know if that's necessarily true in these in these doctrines, right? Because if you felt you were superior to a person, you wouldn't, why would you go through so much trouble to put them down, right? You know what I mean? Like, like I only, so for example, like, you know, if I, if I had somebody, I, I've been in a lot of fights. When, when I'm in a fight with somebody, I know I can beat up. I'm not preparing. I'm kind of just going to laugh at him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not worried about it. You know what I mean? I'm like, this dude here, I'm going to whoop his ass, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to laugh at him and be like, all right, all right, bro, whatever, you know? But somebody I'm worried about, I'm going to like, I'm going to conspire. I'm going to try, I might get some help. I'm going to be like, yeah, this dude here, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I might, you know, get a shank, shoot him. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going, if there's somebody I'm, I'm worried about, then there's going to be a lot more, you know, nefarious means being done, right? Yeah, so, thought to it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, when you look at white supremacy, they put a lot of thought into subjugating black people in general, right? You know, and I, I truly believe that that is because that there is, you know, we tell ourselves this lie that white white people think that they're, you know, the supremacists believe that they're, you know, better than us and this, that, and the other. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think what it is is they, you know, they may think they're better than us to a certain degree, but also know that they're, you know, they don't. The difference is we we America right now likes to downplay white supremacy, like you know, we look at them like they're just dumbass, you know, country hillbilly rednecks. And I don't believe that they that they. Um, I think we uh what's the word downplay them and they don't downplay black people they don't they don't assume that we're not cunning and not you know saying like they take they treat us like we're genius you know what i'm saying they treat us like don't give them an inch because if they get an inch they're you know they, they can they, they're, they're gone you know what i mean like that's how we're treated right that's why we you know we don't get any opportunity if you notice it right like if yeah. you look at their actions instead of their words you notice that it's like no you don't you may say we ain't shit but you treat us like, you know, like if we even got a second to shine, you know, we would, you know, it would be 10 times better than anything you ever see. You know what I mean? Like there is this weird, you know, dichotomy. I'm think, I think we, I've noticed and, and we don't necessarily like to, you know, we, I think it's one of the bigger, it's some of the bigger issues why they're, you know, they usually win a lot of these issues, fights and these issues. And, you know, like they're, they're not, they're taking us dead ass serious. You know, they're, they're in back smoke filled back rooms, literally like, you know, with each other, kind of like oh, these, these blacks and this, you know, saying we need to go blow up this church. We need to, they're taking it dead ass serious, right? You know, they're like, these black people cannot get better because it will, it's, it's, it will literally destroy our race, right? You know what I mean? That's dire, that's dire speak, right? You know what I'm saying? And they're trying yeah, hard. They, you get what I'm saying? They they just they're all the way over exactly uh, and and fear of annihilation exactly and and, and, go ahead well I wanted to get in with to say that I think a lot of the the white supremacists that you see on TV and those extremists and um, that's real clear that's real easy to 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 see them and talk about them but the much bigger white population has this problem of being conditioned into racism in conditioned by white supremacy into thinking that, and, and they're conditioned because their whole world, their whole lives has been, has been filled with images and uh, even something as simple as you don't see white people, black people driving the same uh, model of car not driving the same uh, age of car overall. You see black people driving the beaters, the beat up cars, and the white people driving the fancier cars, the newer mm-hmm. cars. And you see this over and over all your life, and you start to think that, well, I guess that's normal. And so anytime you see a black person driving a, a car that is more typical of a white person, then it's like, wait a minute, something's not right about this. 
why is something not right about that? But something in your head, something's off in your head. Not because you're consciously thinking about it and breaking it down. It's just something internally says something's not something's off about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I think that's a a lot of it is that that conditioning. Yeah, that all the inputs that we've gotten all our lives growing up. Hmm. Yeah, I I agree. Like, and I I could imagine that being something that happens with white people because I can't I can't really imagine that me doing that with a black. I can't imagine. I've never like I've never looked at a car or somebody well, in a the car. Same thing for, it's the same thing for if you're black that you have. It's the same thing that you've been conditioned to think that black people drive beat up cars and don't have money. No, and it's true, and it's matching up with your personal experience. Well, also. well, yes and no, yes and no. But if, it adds into what's in your subconscious too as you try to navigate the world. Yeah, yes and no. So like, if I but if I see a black person in a nice car, I'm not like whoa, you know what I mean? Like in my mind, I'm I'm not. I'm not thinking this doesn't look right. Does that make sense? Like, I think it's more of a like, and, that, and that's the, the 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 power dynamic, right? For white people, when it's like, you know, when you're used to, you know, like, like when I see a black person win and I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, slow motion, frozen in the air, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, you know, happy, you know? And, and yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I'm just, you know, that's that's my, you know, and I think it's like I said, it's that, you know, just hoping, you know, glad to see, you know, see, see one win, you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. I think I think you know white people. That's what I was thinking as you were saying. I was like, I can imagine that being the case for a, a white person. Like they see a black person in a situation where it's like, wait, that's not normal. And you know, I don't like like you said, it's all it's all conditioning, a hundred percent. And I think a big um, a big part. I don't like I've, like we've talked about before racism. I don't think you're gonna stop as a as a black man from Texas. I, I think we we keep getting that wrong idea. Everybody's trying to stop racism, and that is the wrong method of actually trying to you know get over this curve. I think we should just mitigate the damaging effects of racism, right? And what I mean by that is, like I said, you ain't well, stopping- one is po- policy. We've got to have policies in place that even even the uh, the, the playing field- uh, Exactly. That's number one. And then, yeah. and then we, can, we can tackle the problem socially with social pressures, things like- um, well, well, yes and no. Well, I think, I, I don't think racism will so, ever- it, Racism isn't the problem. It, it's not racist. Like, I, how do I explain it? It's, it's not- Racism in a vacuum can't hurt anybody. So, for example, I use this. I use this as an example all the time, right? When I was managing the restaurant, right? What harmed me, what was racist to me, my manager or the owner being racist and not, you know, wanting to, you know, pay me what I'm worth and anything like that, that harmed me, right? You know what didn't? What racism didn't harm me was the dishwasher who was white, all as well, and like openly, outwardly, like Trump supporting type racist, right? You know, super racist. You know, what I'm saying didn't care who knew it, and you know, what I'm saying would lose his job in a heartbeat behind it, right? Don't care. And I, I what I really noticed is uh, is that kind of. The 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 dynamic that where it matters is the power dynamic, not the actual racism in and of itself, right? So this racist dishwasher had no power over me as a manager, right? So anything he had nothing he could do could bring me harm as far as first of all, six seven, I whoop his ass, you know what I'm saying? So couldn't bring me physical harm. I wasn't worried about that. Yeah, exactly. I was the manager at the time at this place. Remember, I was saying the um, yeah. when I was working at I mean, bikinis. You could, have, you could have told you could. I could have, have fired him at any moment. Yeah, I have power yeah. over this racist asshole. You know what I'm saying? So his racism yeah. didn't affect me, right? You know what I'm saying? What the racism did affect me was somebody who had power over me. So it's more about you know power dynamics and giving people you know um 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 control over their own lives. I feel is what's more important. And you know what I'm saying? And you do that through democracy, through you know through you know. Democracy, I think, yeah. you know, so, yeah. but yeah. I, I, what, you, what you just touched on though, is uh, that's, this shows you why racist cops are such a bad idea because you get, you get the racist, mm. but he's not the, he's not the dishwasher. He's, he's the, he's the, the GM, he's the manager. Whatever. Exactly. He can he's do, he has the power, racism he with the that, power, that right? power dynamic that he can take his racism and, uh, harm you exactly with that, that will. exactly yeah. so that's the that's what we that's what we need to more so try and you know solve is how do we so take away the power we can just so what you what you're saying is that we just need to make all the racist dishwashers exactly we'd be, okay. we'd be fine we'd be fine yeah i we'd swear yeah no definitely definitely man yeah, man, they want to, and, and a bunch of them dishwashers try to storm the Capitol. Then you know, when you get me, I got a bunch of goons, man. We 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 slap all them up real quick, man. We got y'all, you know. Like, yeah, man, I bet, man, it's yeah, man. I think it's, I, I think it's that's really the the problem more so than most people understand. Like I said, like you know, being black, I, I have worked side by side with racists before, and you know, somebody, and what I mean by racist, like you know, I'm from the South, man. There is, 
you know, I, I, and I think that's what I mean. And then also, like, I hate that, you know, the left right now, liberal left, you know, they try to, you know, represent the cause people of color, you know, which like, like is like we want all to be lumped in together. Like that's, you know, respectful or something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just little things like that. You notice just, just like these real weirdo. And it's what's funny is I can relate more to some races from Texas than I can from the left, you know, saying that, that quote, quote unquote, like the liberals, you know, what I, what I mean by that is, you know, I relate to them saying, oh, these elitists, you know, these, these East, these coastal elitists. And I'm like, hell yeah, these coastal elitists, right? You know what I mean? I'm with, I'm with you, brody. You know, like with the racists, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I genuinely, you know, understand their plight better than this guy over, you know, these white people over here who I've told, I explained to you, like, you know, a, a bigger issue with racism is like I said, racism, you know, the power and it going unchecked. That's why like liberals are to me a much bigger problem when it comes to racism because they're just as racist as, you know, Bubba down the street who, you know, but he's, at least I know he's racist. He's not afraid to be like, hey, I hate you, nigger. You know what I mean? And I'm like, bet. I see you. I understand. You know what I mean? Like I get, I get where we at. And for real though, but you know, I, I at least respect yeah. the fact he knows, nigga, don't come in my neighborhood. You know, what I'm saying we don't want you around here. We don't like your kind. Okay, cool. Bet. You know, what I'm saying I got my neighborhood over here. Whatever, right? You know, what I'm saying yeah. the coastal, you know, the 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 liberal would be like, yeah, no, people of color, this people of color, that. And then when my black ass yeah. come through, be like, all right, well, what's up? And they're like, um, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's that whole energy, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. so what happened? What happened to you know? And, and it's. Yeah, and, they, and these are the people that put the BLM signs in their front exactly, yard exactly. The people that think they're doing that think that they are um, doing their part to combat racism. Exactly, they're they're like really, that. They never they don't have to confront it firsthand. Exactly, so they're they're okay. You know, I call I it I, when you go ahead we have a little, have just a little bit of fun when you were. Uh, visiting me and I live in Colorado and you mm-hmm. were coming into my town. Um, you, I've, I live in a very white city and <laughs> uh, older in Colorado. It's <laughs> yes, really you do. It's... Yeah. And so you're visiting me and we're hanging out and what just, just walking around my neighborhoods. Like I knew not to let you go out and walk around the neighborhood <laughs> by yourself. And it's crazy, so, huh? It's this wild how we we both knew it was dangerous for me in a white neighborhood. It's dangerous for me to walk around in. It's what's funny, and that's what blows my mind. Like people don't understand. Like I, it's I'm more comfortable walking around in my hood where you know on Club Creek where I was shot. Like I I would be more comfortable walking around at night there right now. You know what I mean? Than going back to Boulder and walking around bar daylight. I in a heartbeat, yeah. I would be like, give me them niggas over there, man, because you know at least you know. I, I mean, I know I'm getting into over here. These white people over here, man. I'm, you know, let's see how they did Tamir Rice. You know what I mean? Look, look at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. They go, yeah, they'll drop a nuke on my ass. I thought to myself because we had uh, when you were here, the the moon was really bright, really nice nights when when you were visiting. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, maybe maybe Marty could go take a walk by himself, like really late when nobody's around, like at 11, 11 p.m. or something like that. Maybe he can go for a walk around the lake or something. <laughs> And you're like, oh hell no! <laughs> what are you trying to do? <laughs> right. and, I, and I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, basically, no time when you could safely walk around Boulder, Colorado neighborhood, just because you were here visiting me, you know. And I'm not sad. They that. don't. They don't sad want me in that neighborhood. And, they don't want me there. All, you know, you look, you walk around this neighborhood. That's where you see the Black Lives Matter and and and, and all the they signs out. And you know, they would have called the, the police on me in a heartbeat. They would have been watching me out the window. You know what I mean? Like they don't. Like I was telling you, they don't. They don't want me there. You know what I mean? They like to. Yeah. You know, they want to. They, they. I'm like a. You know, like a person in a zoo. They want to watch TV and see what's going on. Like you know, and have some talk over brunch. You know, did you see today that they did this to that young black man? Oh, poor. Oh, just how the police do black people in this country is so terrible. You know what I mean? And then they see that, you know, they see that homeless guy loitering out front and they're like, oh, can somebody get him out the fucking way? You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the energy that, oh, the country that's, you know, and like I said, that for me, that's like, I don't know, that's a lot bigger than like, I I think everything we focus on now is all bullshit. It's all full of shit. And most black and black people know it. That's why, you know, we don't really take most of this shit serious. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's been, yeah. It's been full of shit for a while. Like I told you, you focusing on racism, racism, we ain't finna stop racism. Racism's going to be here a long, long time. And I I think, okay, it is what it is, right? We can, what what the, what the goal should be is mitigating the damaging effects of racism, mitigating, you know, like I said, 
between exactly equalizing the power, democratizing the power across exactly all people. So exactly. That you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing, like yeah. we're saying for sexism too, though, right? So, like, uh, so for example, if um, if there was a manager, let's say if there was a you know, let's say there was a bunch of men and women and everybody working at this this place, and their manager was a sexist, racist asshole, all the employees knew it, you know what I mean? But they could band together and vote for you know, and vote this person out of you know, out of their position, you know what I mean? They would yeah, do that and, and 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 elect somebody that you know that they feel is like okay, you know, you know, and then if you go one yeah. step further and everybody has ownership of that company, then they would actually try harder to make sure you know things are ran right and blah blah. It's you know, there's this. There's equalize the power. Equalize the power, and and there are there are you know there are solutions that are very very realistic and practical. But like I said they they like to get us with the whole you know trying to you know you're trying to change people's thought pro- uh, process and patterns. That's ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's like that's yeah. we're you're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of like nobody's. Like, and you could tell that, you know, they're all full of shit by the way we handle all other aspects of life, right? You know what I mean? Like, like if you ever, if you look at, for example, I, one of my favorite examples is like, if you're, if your kid was like on drugs or something, you know what I mean? Like, um, let's say if you had a, a daughter or son or something, they're on heavy, heavy drugs, you know what I mean? You wouldn't be like, um, oh, uh, I understand. Uh, well, so, I'm sorry, I'm back up. So if a, when it comes to politics and politicians, you know, we always give them this long, this wide berth of, of, of benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, well, you know, they tried this and they tried that. You know, it's hard to do this. It's hard to get this and pass and send. It's hard to get this kind of reform. And it's like, you know, but when it comes to my people, group people like, you know, people who, you know, I have a thousand excuses I can use too. why I need to sell this crack. You know what I'm saying? Why I need to, you know what I mean? Like it's, they won't hire me. I'm black. You know what I mean? I have this felony. There's all these, you know, I have all these genuinely you know um um valid yeah. excuses that are like no obstacle exactly and no and and but still though even knowing that even you knowing that if i told you right now gary like i have you know i gary i have to sell this crack because of all these reasons would you still say i understand that but there's got to be another right but I mean, I, every time this guy you have you have to i understand it's all you have but come on you know right but in every other situation in life, right? You know, so when it comes to these white people, when it comes to politics, you know what I'm saying? There's never that I get it as hard, but fuck that. You know what I mean? You have to yeah. do this. You know what I mean? But you only do, with my people. It's only with me. To, yeah, you do not have to vote for this uh, don't, bill that's supported I understand, by these corporations. I understand it's hard. I understand. But, you know what I mean? That's it, Nobody gives, you know, it's only with my group people, only with black people do we have that, you know, that hard, like, no, man, you have to, you know, I don't care if it takes you being homeless, living out your car. You can't sell drugs. You have to go get this nine to five job, even though you know you'll never get you know, promoted. You know, you have to work there. You have to take care of your kids. You have to do this, you know, all these have tos. And then when we're like, well, um, okay. Cool. Can we get some assistance here, here, and here? It's like, ah, you know, we want to, but oh man, it's gonna be hard. Man, it's gonna be hard, man. But you definitely need to stop doing what you're doing, though. You know what I mean? It's just like, and I'm looking at it like, nah, 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 nah. My, my G, sell that, sell that crack, son. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever you need to do. You know what I mean? Because they, they don't care about you. You know, and that's how you know. Now, that's how it starts to go. So one of my favorite expressions is don't don't judge a person's actions until you know their options. Mm, yeah. And because um, that's Dude. what we do all the time. Uh, the context, I remember hearing that was this guy that had a uh, he was in, in trouble with a payday lender that he was way behind and they were all this interest and they're paying. And, and so people say to what well, you, you shouldn't have done that or you should have paid it off or whatever. And he was saying, that's what he said. Don't judge my actions until you know my options. Mm. I didn't have any options. Mm. And, and that's, that's, that's the same thing. You're talking about your, you know, the uh, people from your community that, that do unlawful things, things against the law to, to make money. Uh, it's because they don't have options. Yeah, I mean, well, exactly. We're not allowed to even participate in our um, um, either whether it be social system or economic system, right? When you when you think about it, when you look at you know culture and American American culture, what happens is we take things like the shout out, you know, shout out to the homies. If you notice, I, I'm, I'm say it, and you're going to notice it every time now, right? Shout out is a is a specifically hip hop, you know, black thing. The shout out, you know what I mean? If you notice, it's been taken by all cultures, you know, and and it's 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 ubiquitous. Yeah, and every every you know, it's a, it's it's not. It's, you don't even think of it as a as a black thing, right? You know what I mean? But it is, right? There's so many different things like that. I don't know if you know of the show Chapo's Trap House or whatever. It's a leftist, you know, uh, podcast, something like that. Trap house, Chapo. You know what I mean? Like that's 
black, if you ever, you know, we, we, we came up with the, the term trap house, right? You know, we don't, we're selling drugs in a trap, right? That's, you know, the trap, you know, that's all, that's all black Wait, what, slang. What is a trap house? Tra- a trap, fine for me. trap house is just where you, where you sell crack and, and drugs and out of. Just, it's the place you, you don't live. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. White man <laughs> in America. I don't know what a trap house is. So all right. Well, it's it down for me. What's it's, the trap uh, house again? It, that's, that's the, <laughs> That's the spot you actually sell the drugs out of, you know, so that way you keep it separate from where you live, right? You go trap, you trap out the trap, okay. right? You know, you, you, you sell okay. drugs out the trap and then you go home. You know what I'm saying? But uh, sometimes home is the trap, actually. So, yeah, exactly. Street <laughs> office. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's some there's some there's some rules to this shit, right? You know what I'm saying? There's levels yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah man. But um, uh, yeah, so, man. That, that's, I, I, go ahead. Well, I think I just give you a little heads up. I think we're, we should wrap up pretty soon. We're about at, a, at yeah. an hour right now. Um, I, I don't want to stop where you were going, but I did want to bring up, I wanted to bring up the candy lady. Candy lady. Oh yeah. Well, candy ladies in, in general or. Yeah. In general, just, just that, that it's a thing that talking about the differences between neighborhoods, yeah. white neighborhoods, black neighborhoods. And you mentioned one time about the candy lady and you're like, you know, every, the, all the apartments, they have a candy lady. And I'm like, what's a candy lady? <laughs> and yeah. you said, it's that one lady that lives in the apartment Yeah, that keeps uh candies and like sweets and stuff like that and the kids will come by with a little bit of change they'll knock on the door mm-hmm. and like a little convenience store she's a corner store not- in the in the neighborhood no it's like dead dead ass to, she'll sell yeah. you know cigars sometimes single cigarettes you know what i mean like depending on the candy lady depending on what she chooses you know what how they choose to set their you know whatever they choose it's their their own stuff right and um yeah, I, I was the more I learn about actual, you know, because you know we're work, we have some projects in the works here, people. You know what I mean? But um, the more I've been learning about um, markets and and economics in general, the more you know, it makes sense that you know there's there's all these there. Are, I've told you before, you know, I didn't walk to my first restaurant till I was eighteen, right? You know what I mean? Like, and, and and if I did, I was too goddamn young to remember it, right? You know what I mean? So you know, I I. Like the first time I ever sat down and ordered a meal off a menu was, you know, I was 18, right? So, you know, you got to think about, there. I'm not the only person, you know, at all in that situation. There are a bunch of kids and people who don't, you know, it's like, hey, you can run around the apartments, these areas, but you know, as a black kid in the Southwest, you don't cross the street into their side. You know what I'm saying? You don't cross, you don't go over there because somebody will call police on you or something, right? You know, you can move around around here. You can jump on the metro, even come over here. There's certain areas you can kind of just fuck around in certain neighborhoods, certain apartment complexes you can actually be in and not be harassed, you know, and just be able yeah. to just kind of do whatever, right? And, um... Did you like go to your mom and be like, "Hey, can I have fifty cents? I'm gonna go to the candy lady." Exactly. That's what you. Exactly. That's what would happen, you know. And it's think about it. It's a. It's a. It's a. Like I was telling you, because of us not being able to fully participate in our social, our societal system, our market. You know, these people, this family, the, the candy lady is probably some lady who, if possible would be able to actually open up her own convenience store but because the broader society doesn't like doesn't she's black she doesn't you know she she may not you know speak like white people so they're like nah what you know you you can't do that so there's this whole market that's just kind of underground right and it's the same thing with yeah, the drug industry this underground market and it's like you know trapping out the bando you know what i mean while well, she's selling you know <laughs> selling candy out her house making a killing you know what i mean and, and it's in every and yeah. every black community i think there's a candy lady at least everyone i've ever been to in houston well, is a candy lady you know <laughs> just to, to take it full circle to your experience going yeah. buying cigars at the convenience store yeah. and getting stopped by the cops. You see, that was your that was your problem. You should have gone to the mm. candy lady for those cigars. Yeah. Now the candy lady, something well, they they do try to crack down on candy lady because you know, white people, y'all gotta have y'all fingers in everything. So it's not legal to be a candy lady, you know. Because yeah. you gotta, gotta pay the state and shit. So they'll, you know, they try to, you know, they 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 watch for shit like that. Just just as hard as they crack down on drug dealers, they crack down on candy lady. Dead ass, man. Go run in the candy lady house. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not joking. Yeah. yeah, man. All of it, man. You know, and like I said, uh, it's it's crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty heartbreaking. So, <laughs> um, well, listen, you want to wrap up? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. All yeah. right. Well, uh, appreciated the conversation as always. And, always. I uh, want to thank everybody. Uh, those six or seven people that might listen. Really appreciate <laughs> you guys. Uh, you should go to martyandthebro.com and uh, see the uh, the dope shit page for sure. Uh, there's also a um, we run Marty and the Bro as a co-op, and there's a join page. Information about that. We'd love to get some people to uh, to join uh, the Marty and the Bro co-op that supports uh, the what we do here uh, on on the show itself. So uh, check that out, martyandthebro.com. 
And uh, any final thoughts there, Marty? Um, no, man, it's hot. It's All hot these lights. I got like 19 okay. lights. It feel like y'all see. Tell me, I'm gonna slowly start taking clothes off as we record. You know. Being here by the, yeah, by the end of the podcast, that. be butt naked. Yeah, well, you only, you only do that if you're going to show us that uh, that tattoo with uh, the tree. <laughs> yeah, man. One one day, maybe, man. Maybe, I got it. I'll get swole. When I get my swole on, I'll, you're going to have to, you're going you're gonna to make me put a shirt on once I get swole, man. I'm just going. <laughs> no, I remember the first time I saw you without a shirt, I was like, ooh, damn. Should I say something, man? He, <laughs> he, he, looks, really, he looks really malnourished. <laughs> I look sickly. I look sickly. That hurts. You see me? Are you okay? It's like, I've been, this is the best I've felt all my life. What do you mean, Gary? I've eaten more. No, but I just, I swear, I've just, oh, God. I've told you that before, but I, the first thought went in my mind was, uh, was, oh, Damn, that does not look good. He oh man! No, oh, Jesus so. Christ, that's hilarious. Well, I'm getting, we're getting swole now, man. We try it at yeah, least. We try that's it. That's good. That's good, man. I oh appreciate man, that. we all appreciate that. No, we should do the after party. Maybe show that tattoo at the after party. So, all right, bet, uh, bet. If you do become a member of the co-op, then you're going to have uh, access to our our after party. We're going to start putting after party content out yeah. after episode three. So, um, so you know, uh, join uh, Marty and on co-op. And, uh, and it, any amount above zero is uh, is the cost. So that's nice. And uh, yeah. I guess we will sign off. And uh, <sighs> Marty, yeah. I'll see you. I'll see you next time. Always a pleasure, brother. Appreciate it, brother. Much love. Yeah, much love to you too, man. You have made it to the end of this episode of Marty and the Bro. Visit martyandthebro.com to find out more about the show, its creators, and the co-op that supports this content. Special thanks to Alexandra White for artwork and to our sound engineer, Isaac Pena. Musical thanks to Boris Brecha, Travis Scott, and Pogo. Technical support for Martin the Bro was provided by Sabi Hamid. And thanks as always to the legendary Todd Jagger who once said, Damn, there's some good ass cheese.